0: So disclaimer before I start, I pretty much take Lent as permission to preach hard homilies since it's the hardest season in the church year. So here's my oh. opening line, we all have to die. But I'm not talking about our mortality, we're the end of our life, I'm talking about the death that Lent invites us to enter into, the death that comes through our prayer, fasting and almsgiving, the death through denying ourselves and taking up our cross. The little deaths that we have by not eating meat on Fridays, or by giving something up for Lent. Which ultimately is intended to lead to bigger deaths of dying to self. Maybe we need to die to certain desires, to die to certain expectations or ways of thinking. Maybe some memories need to die. Or maybe we need to die to an overly superficial approach to our lives. Some of you have shared with me some of the deaths that you've experienced in your lives, whether that's failed expectations in relationships or failed expectations in yourself, the death through experiencing illness, again, in self or in others, or in the death of a loved one. But there's a death that we all share. It's the death of faith. Every one of us here experiences this death most of us if not all of us within our own families and if you're blessed enough not to experience the death of faith within your own family definitely among your circle of friends but saint paul invites us today to join me in this join me in suffering for the sake of the gospel yay so exciting but we have to face The reality of faith today that there are so many christians that are lukewarm in their approach to faith there are many who are indifferent to faith in general and there's a growing group of people who are actively seeking to push faith out of the public sphere and out of our society in general the death of faith is real it brings to mind for me the image from Narnia in C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that the image given for when Aslan is absent and not around the character who embodies Jesus is winter without the hope of summer which sometimes feels like Canada but it's the idea of that eternal death of winter without any hope of new life So why this Sunday and this second Sunday of Lent do we have this story of the transfiguration of Jesus? Why was Jesus transfigured before his apostles? It's because Jesus wanted to show them that as his passion and death was impending, the resurrection was coming, that he showed them his glorified body before his death so that they could hold on in faith through the suffering, knowing what was to come. And it's because God is outside of time that for us as Christians, every moment of our lives is marked, is shaped, is informed by the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. It's like it's stamped on us from the time of our baptism. It's the reason why we can look at the crucifix And we don't see despair, we see hope instead. G.K. Chesterton, a great English writer from the late 19th, early 20th century, he was talking about the reality that faith has died more than once in the history of the Church. He says, "...we should find several occasions when Christendom was thus to all appearance hollowed out from within," By doubt and indifference, so, so that only the old Christian shell stood. Faith is not a survival. But I didn't become a priest in my youth because I wanted to get on a sinking ship. There's hope. Even though this is a reality that we all face and are experiencing, there's hope because f- after death always comes the resurrection. So how do we live through this death? How do we live through it to get to the resurrection that is promised to us? The first, we've been here before. As G.K. Chesterton mentions, faith has died before. He actually points to at least five times in the history of the Church where all the people of that time figured it was the end of Christianity, and then God worked and moved and resurrected the Christian faith in the world. Or your own life. Think of the deaths that you've experienced in your own life, and you're still here. The times where you were consumed by grief and challenge and difficulty and persecution, and you're still here. Your life might be changed from what it was before, but it's not ended. You might be different but it's a new life that God has given you. When I was three years a priest, I had to do the funeral of my parents' neighbor's daughter who died at 18 years old. And I didn't know her very well, but I knew her parents. And I came back from the prayer vigil the night before the funeral and I was just wiped. And I had no idea how I was going to get through the funeral the next day. And Father Martin, my rector and my mentor in my early priesthood ran into me in the kitchen and I just turned to him and I asked him, Father Martin, how do you do this for 50 years? And I hated his answer. I was angry at him for his answer because all that he told me was, you find a way. But it was only in preparing this homily that I started, that I have started to understand what he meant we've been here before resurrection always comes after death it is the promise of our faith and then number two there's already already and always resurrection within death that we don't just have to wait and hold out through death to get to the resurrection but the resurrection is present already there as the things seem to be dying. Look around you. We're not alone in the faith. The church is not empty. But we are a faithful remnant. Look around. These are the people that we're walking through in life in faith. Support one another through that. Within our parish, we have eight people choosing to be baptized desiring the faith when others are walking away they are choosing in faith to draw closer to god through baptism confirmation in the eucharist we don't need to escape death that's what the apostles ended up doing they forgot about the transfiguration and the promise that was hidden within the cross all of them except john He was the only one left at the cross. Because we know that the promise will be fulfilled, there's no need to escape death. I didn't know if I wanted to give this homily because it can feel like not a very uplifting homily. But we have to face the reality of what we're living, that it's not going to do us any good to pretend that faith in the world around us is what it was 50 years ago. Faith is dying, but we are not. Because the promise of God is that every time that we choose to take up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow him, every time that we go through a passion and a death, the resurrection will come. Remember that promise. Remember that from every death comes the resurrection. Mm is death doesn't have the last word, God does.